Thanks for tuning in to Beyond the Bench. This is a podcast for athletic directors, coaches, and leaders, and it's done by three athletic directors from Iowa. I'm Todd Gordon from Greene County in Jefferson, and I'll be joined by Scott Jarvis from Ankeny Centennial and Aaron Stecker from Cedar Rapids Kennedy. If you have any questions or comments you'd like to leave us, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at beyondthebenchgls at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and let's get to today's podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Beyond the Bench, and you are listening to Season 2, Episode 39, as we close out Season 2, Aaron Stecker, and uh, just Aaron and I tonight, or today, well, it's tonight. We're not trying to pull any punches and say, hey, when is this recording? It's Sunday night. Uh, Our <laughs> usual. Typical, typical school year recording session, usually Sunday night. So we're on a Sunday night. And uh, our good friend Scott Jarvis got a COVID call at about 5.30. And uh, we started at 6. So he is doing contact tracing. And the ADs out there sympathize with him at this point. And Sunday night contact tracing. Isn't that, that just defines the job this fall, doesn't it? It Uh, does. That phone can ring anytime, anywhere, and and the next couple hours of your life is now gone. That's right. That's right. And uh, the minute you think it's going smoothly, guess what? Phone (laughs) rings. Yep. Yep. So, but hey, episode 39. Almost off the clock for season two, contractually speaking, of course. It is. Um, yep. Yep. We're contracted for 40. And uh, so we'll probably take a couple weeks off through November and let the old ball coach get going a little bit, coaching basketball again, and, and uh, not listen, worry about the, the podcast for a couple of weeks. Listen to us talk like, you know, this is that big contractual obligation and yeah. we're, we've got to meet the, yeah. the demand folks out there because we're so in demand Todd and we think so highly of ourselves they're just people chomping the bit well we are the uh, podcast that puts pictures of themselves on their clothing well oh <laughs> uh, we'll just leave that one speaking of you look good tonight all decked out in gear thank you yeah like you said it's the uh, comfortable weekend gear the sweatshirt and uh, the hat so we're all we're all set so well, hey, let's pay a couple bills, and uh, we'll get right into it. We're going to talk about hometown ticketing first. They always lead us off. And um, If you're interested in saving time or money, or you're looking a way to improve your fan experience at games, we, take, we uh, encourage you to take a look at hometown ticketing. Hometown ticketing provides schools with everything needed to offer professional-level online ticketing at absolutely no cost to your school or athletic program. Hometown integrates industry-leading technology directly into your existing school or athletic website. This provides your fans with a simple and easy ticket-buying experience that takes place directly on your website without the need to create an account, remember a password, or download an app. From individual game tickets to customize season pass programs, our friends at Hometown Ticketing can customize an entire ticketing platform for your program. 
And the best part is, Aaron, it doesn't cost you a thing. And it doesn't cost you anything to get started or to keep going. So own your ticketing with Hometown Ticketing, the official ticketing partner of BNN Sports. And we're proud to have them as a sponsor of Beyond the Bench. So visit www.hometownticketing.com to enroll your school today. That's www.hometownticketing.com. And you had your first experience this past weekend with uh, playoff football. We did. Um, absolutely worked slick. Um, can set up a lot of different groupings, uh, you know, setting aside tickets for our football players, our football, uh, you know, family and friends, uh, visiting team, et cetera. Um, really was a great management tool. The scanning was great on Friday night. Got a lot of positive reviews from our ticket sellers and takers on that. So um, really easy to use. If you're looking for that option, I really encourage you to get in touch with Hometown Ticketing and they will they will take care of you. And as we always say, make us look smarter than we really are. That's right. Um, so the other good thing is that your financial folks appreciate it because they get the money right away. Yep, they're going to appreciate that um, as well. So, and, and not handling the money and counting money and did we count right, did we not count right, it's a done deal. So, super slick, really was happy with it. I'm looking forward to using that this winter and figuring out how to, to make that process even easier as well. So, yeah. shout out to thanks for their sponsorship. Speaking of folks who make us look smarter than we really are, or more talented, more skillful, uh, as ADs than we, than we really are. Uh, let's talk about our friends at Gipper. Uh, excited to have them sponsors. And if you want your athletic program to stand out on social media, we suggest you take a look at Gipper. Using Gipper, you can create and share professional sports graphics to social media in seconds on any device without needing design experience. Try out Gipper for free at gogipper.com backslash athletics. You can also catch uh, Matthew Glick on his uh, podcast standout, and he's in the podcast arena as well. Um, We've talked several times about how fun it is or how convenient it is to schedule your uh, everything out. I worked this weekend a bit on my uh, on my Gipper graphics going out this week, promoting our activities this week, and I've got those done and set and ready to go. So great time saver there as well. And again, it's just super easy to use, super responsive, and uh, would encourage you to uh, to make use of that if you can and give them a, a, a look if you can. Yeah. And our our final sponsor. Um, the guys and gals at Varsity Bound HQ, um, and they continue uh, to just service uh, Iowa high school sports and athletics and our teams and our kids and our coaches as well with their with their programming and what the new things that they're doing. And, and I guess when I think about time at Varsity Bound and thanking them for sponsoring us on uh, the work they do, uh, caught a Twitter exchange going on between media folks here in Iowa and some out-of-state media. Did you see that at all this week, Todd, on there? No, I did um, not just got going with a discussion with some, some in-state media folks and some out-of-state media folks that came across the Varsity Bound website and were looking through the stats and, and just the way things were set up and were just astounded that that level of statistics and that type of a format was available um, for high school sports in the state of Iowa. And they were just dumbfounded by that. They're like, how do we get this in our state? Um, so that's a testament to the work they're doing to promote our athletes, promote our coaches and our schools uh, they're Varsity Bound and Varsity Bound HQ. So thanks to those guys for all their work um, and uh, and taking the work and the effort of our coaches uh, with all the stats and stuff that they do and, and, and turning that into something that makes high school sports better in Iowa. Absolutely. You bet. It, uh, you know, and with online programs right now, when you 
get that online program, that little preview with all the stats that Varsity Bound yeah. has is is uh, is really good and uh, very professional looking. And again, all those folks make us look a lot smarter than what we really are. And I appreciate that. And for some of us, that is hard work. Let me tell you, and they make it look easy. It is, it is, but uh, that's off to them. Well, hey, let's go into a little what's up, what's down, and we're going to bring our guest in, Jeff Main uh, from Boyden Hall, and uh, we'll meet Jeff a little bit later, but Jeff, welcome to be on the bench. We're happy to have you with us tonight. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. You bet. So we'll do a little what's up, what's down. I'm going to lead off uh, tonight, and then Jeff will be in that second spot, and then Aaron will be in that third spot, uh, taking all his thunder away, And but he'll probably have two. Uh, because Scott's not here, so that's good too. <laughs> well, my up, um, I was thinking about what it was this week that really struck me and kind of had a a goosebump moment, I guess. Um, you know, there was a tragedy down here in Atlantic uh, in southwest Iowa. Um, they had a football player was in a hunting accident last week, fell out of the bed of a pickup, hit his head. Um, I, I think at this point he's stable right now, but he was in a, a medically induced coma, you know, brain swelling and all that. So everybody kind of rallied around, uh, Steel McLaren and, uh, Steel McLaren is his name. And, and so all of, you know, Southwest Iowa kind of doing things for Steel, big stories on him, channel 13, channel eight, all did stories on him. And, uh, of course they were in our district. And that's that's my home stopping grounds down there too, and so I know a lot of the family down there. That's that's uh, his family, but um, people were kind of dressing in their school colors, the uh, gold and black. And so I asked our cheerleaders if we could change our our theme for Friday night's football game, and I, they said, "Yeah, let's do it." And so they made a a poster, changed the theme on Thursday morning, and so. We were going to dress in those school color in their school colors as well, and I, I just went and took a picture of it, posted it on social media, and I just I got goosebumps, and I was just so proud of our kids and our girls, um, our cheerleaders for doing that, and then our kids for responding as well. And um, so you know, it's it's really neat uh, when kids get it, and they they do things that really are are nice. And uh, so we're pulling for steel uh, down Atlantic, praying for him and his family and um, just praying he continues to get better. But uh, just really proud of our kids and uh, embracing that. And we had several coaches kind of retweeting some things about him. So I was glad we could kind of help in that support of him. So that was that was just that was cool. That was cool. Yeah, that's uh, just another great example of our kids. Uh Kids oftentimes have it figured out more than we think. Um, sometimes more than we do. So, yeah. well, Jeff, uh, what's up with you right now? Well, I, I just want to respond to. It. I think that's probably one of the greatest things about high school athletics is how uh, you know your fierce competitors, but you still understand that you know life uh, deals you some unfortunate situations, and uh, dealing with that is, is a pretty neat thing. But uh, I guess what's up for us over here? We are. Uh, extremely proud of our volleyball team. Uh, last three years, we've been beat out by Western Christian. We found out you have to be rated higher to get out of their 
uh, area, and uh, we lost to them in, in a quarterfinal three years ago and the last two years in a regional final. And uh, so, yeah, we kept a rating at number four, and and uh, our girls are going to be playing in Cedar Rapids next week, so we're really looking forward to that. And, and uh, our football team as well is, is uh, playing in Webster City this week for a chance to play at the Dome. And, um, you know, everybody's had situations, COVID or whatever. We've had a couple kids get hurt really in the first uh, football game, second football game, and uh, two key players, and, and uh, we still continue to uh, be playing very well. So we're pretty pretty excited about that. But we're going to meet a very good Webster City team as well. That'll be a good game. Congratulations. That's uh, absolutely great fall. It's always fun. You're doing the football playoff state volleyball tournament uh, week at the same time. Like, like we said beforehand, it's a lot of miles, but it's a lot of fun. So enjoy it, Jeff, and congratulations. That's fantastic. Well, it's great for the kids. Um, yeah. You, uh, we've been very fortunate in boys basketball, too, as many times we've made it to the state tournament. But every year it seems like it's different kids and now again it's it's different girls it's different football players and uh, you just get really excited for them you know that, that's another one of the great things of high school athletics mm-hmm, for sure yeah all right well i did text no i didn't that's just kidding i was going to say a text to jarvis he said i could talk i could take his up but I um just a real quick one um i'm super excited and proud of our football team um big win over Prairie on Friday night. Uh, but the bigger story there for me and what I'm excited about, um, just those opportunities to see team growth. Um, and we've talked about that on podcasts a lot, but we get a, a big charge at, out of is where do they start the season at and, and what opportunities at, for growth arise and what do they take advantage of and how do they use that? And man, we walked out the field after our last regular season game against Iowa city West and we were a down beaten up group of players and coaches. Um, and they use that week off to kind of reevaluate, rethink some things. I, I think, our, I'll just say it, our coaches really, what are we doing? Are we doing things right? What do we need to shift to better uh, maximize our kids? And they really did that. And we've been a very different football team the past two weeks. So super proud of them and the work they've done. Um, we'll give Southeast Polk a run Friday night, see how that goes. Um, they're a good football team, but I'm excited about how we're playing. So we'll, we'll go give it a go. But the bigger thing, and I may have to step off of here, uh, she's, she's on her way home. My daughter's coming home. She's been down at University of Missouri her first year of college, and this is her first trip home. I'm uh, going to come home and vote for her first time here uh, this week. So she's on her way back, and we'll be getting back to the house here shortly. So if I step away for a second here in a bit, um, that's, uh, that's why. I'll go give her a hug and welcome her back home and then try to check back in. But excited to have her home, and she's excited to come back home and see us. So um, that's for those of you that have been through that. Um, as parents, you know, that's always kind of a fun thing when they come back home that first time. So excited to see my daughter, um, sleep in her own bed again tonight. Yeah, good. That's great. I do remember those days. Then I always ask, when are you going back? Are you, how long are you staying? <laughs> hey, I said it's the first time. Now, second, third time might be a different story, but the first time I'm excited. Oh, that's good stuff. You know, I, I think that's a great point about your football team. And I, our, our football team was the same way this year. It was we were one and two uh, after three games this this year, and and then about then we won six in a row, and we got beat the other night by a very good PCM team in the round of sixteen. But um, I think what they did after the, those three games, and maybe into the fourth game, we kind of snuck out a win. But they figured out they changed some things, figured out who they were, and then maximized that. And when you see coaches just continue to 
make adjustments and figure out, you know, what kids are good at. Uh, we had a lot of new kids this year too. And, um, but that's coaching. And that was, that was really cool to see. Yeah. And, you know, another big point to that is it's, um, it requires, and a lot of folks, I mean, coaches are, let's face it, we're, we're kind of type A, we know everything we know best kind of people. And, and you really got to, in those moments, kind of be able to step back and say, maybe I didn't get this right, or maybe, what am I mm-hmm. missing? Or, and it takes some humility, yeah. I think, in the middle of the season to step back as coaches. But it shows such maturity and such growth, and it's where we want to get our kids, our, our coaches, uh, to get to in their career. So it's always fun to see it when, when you catch a glimpse. Yeah, for sure. Well, going into what's down, and um, this will take a serious turn for me, but it's really what's down, and I just want to be honest about it. Um, found out just a little bit ago, uh, Sean Holmes was the head coach at Drake University for 17 years. Um, I hired him at Roosevelt. He got let go of Drake, and I hired him at Roosevelt to be our soccer coach about four years ago, you know, soccer coach for three years, uh, three of my four years there. And we just developed a great friendship, um, just a great bond. He's my age, great man, great soccer mind from Canada. Uh, he was on the Canadian national team back in the day. Uh, so good. He was a good player, but really a great coach. Uh, he was great at the high school level. And he just recently went back up uh, he was at St. Cloud State. He's starting a program at St. Cloud State, men's soccer program. They dropped their football a couple years ago, and now so men's soccer is going to be pretty big. Um, and he, they moved up there this year. Um, and on Thursday, his wife uh, died of a brain aneurysm, just one of those sudden things. Uh, she was a doctor, uh, good health, uh, great lady, and I'm hurting right now for Sean. He's got three boys, and one of them is still in high school. The other two, one's out of college, one is in college. Um, one boy's a sophomore in high school up there, plays on the soccer team, the high school soccer team where they're at. But um, it was just another reminder, and I don't want to bring everything down, but it's just another reminder again about um, perspective and uh, you know keeping things in the right light. And, uh, you know, I, the man that I heard that, I just, you, you just tell your loved ones you love them. And uh, uh, so my heart hurts for Sean. I texted with him today and he just said, I, I thought she was going to wake up. I, you know, um, it kind of kept her alive to harvest her organs so that, you know, somebody will live through that. But um, it was, uh, that was a tough one. And uh, so, again, just keep things in perspective. Um, and uh, tell those you that you tell them you love them and uh, don't miss that opportunity. So that's mm-hmm. my down. Now, uh, hopefully downs go up from there a little bit. But uh, Jeff, uh, what's down with you? Well, my down isn't near nearly as serious as that. Uh, just a little disappointed. My Hawkeyes are just not uh, <laughs> quite cutting it lately. And you know, take care of the ball last week and they get a win and. You know, they didn't do it. And this week again, too, you know, losing by one. And a and, uh, little disappointed in that, you know, just seeing how things go. And I was going to be down on my Vikings, too. And by golly, they came through against Packers. This well, they did. Yeah. So, but, the flip side of that, I've got a grandson. And he's, they're staying with us this week because my daughter and her husband are off on a retreat uh, this week. 
So my 10-year-old grandson's a Hawkeye fan, even though his dad's a Nebraska fan. So we have fun with that. But he's also a Packers fan. So yesterday, I talked him off the cliff after the Hawkeyes get beat. And he was up at our house today and watching the Packers game. So I got to talk him off the cliff two straight days because the Vikings beat him today. It's a Packer fan. So uh, that was tough sledding with a 10-year-old. <laughs> sure that was. Um well, my down is – I mean, seriously, my Cyclones only put up 52 points on Kansas yesterday. I mean, they can't manage to put up more points than that. I mean, um, no, I, and I'll say, I'm sorry. That was just my Cyclone heart having to jump into it and have some fun with you, Hawkeye fan. Um, plenty of room on the, on the uh, Cardinal and Gold bandwagon if you guys want to jump aboard. Um, so, uh, my down is just – you know, Halloween last night, and, and our neighborhood is a is an older neighborhood. There's not a ton of kids around here. We don't we don't get a lot of trick or treaters, but but the neighborhoods usually lit up with porch lights on, hoping that any kids who are in the neighborhood want to stop by. And I went out last night after it was dark and take my dogs outside and playing some fetch as it was starting to get dark and looking around the neighborhood and the lights. Every porch light that I could see, which is way more houses than I can normally see in the neighborhood, no trees around anymore, but just all the lights off, no porch lights on, no kids walking around the neighborhood. Um, just an eerie quiet last night on what's supposed to be a fun neighborhood night. So I, I don't know, that was kind of a downer last night to, um, just with everything we're dealing with to have that be one more thing that, uh, wasn't normal for our families and our kids. So, um, just very noticeable and palpable last night around, um, the Cedar Rapids neighborhoods here. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. Is your daughter home? Not yet. I'll stay on. I'll hit mute because the dogs will go crazy, but I'll hit mute and you'll know on. All right. We'll know when the dogs go crazy. Yep. Well, we are in week four of having our Iowa High School Athletic Director Association uh, District AD of the Year winners on the podcast. And uh, this week, it's Jeff Main from Boyden Hall, the Northwest District AD of the Year. And uh, again, you've met Jeff through the What's Up, What's Down. Uh, but Jeff, uh, again, welcome to the podcast. We look forward to uh, learning with you tonight and having you share your experiences. But uh, first off, just tell us about your career path, you know, how you got to Boyden Hall, what brought you there, and uh, then anything personal you want to tell us about your life as well. But uh, basically, interested, we just always like to hear people's journeys to where they're at right now. My journey was really kind of a short one. Um, I grew up a mile west of Boyden. Mm-hmm. I attended Boyden Hall for 13 years. Um, went to Northwestern College and, and uh, coming out of college, I had three job offers in the area and something was just leading me back to Boyden Hall. And um, it might've been the thousand dollar know, pay increase. You know, At that time, when you're looking at a $10,000 contract, that was you know, quite a bit of money to a young couple who was just married. But um, yeah, I, I, you know, started, you know, working there and, uh, teaching, you know, quite a few classes and started out as a JV football coach and a head baseball coach and a assistant boys basketball coach. And, and, um, uh, yeah, one thing led to another. I eventually took some junior high football and, and, uh, and pretty much right now I just, uh, you know, I'm an assistant boys basketball coach and I've been that for 43 years and it's just been a thrill to watch the, the kids grow and mature and, and uh, keep getting better. But, um, yeah, I, I 
became the AD at Boyd Hall in 2004, uh, taking over after a Hall of Famer, Denny Wright, who had been there for many, many years as well, and uh, just had big shoes to fill. But um, yeah, I, I, you know, growing up, I, you know, I worked on the farm. I enjoyed doing that work. I never thought, I guess, that I was going to be doing that because the, the farm economy wasn't terrific. But, you know, my dad was getting, you know, after about five years of teaching, my dad was getting older and wanted to slow down a little bit. So I started doing more of that. And I ended up farming about 360 acres and ferrying about 54 sows and, mm. and uh, trying to keep <laughs> my head straight. But it actually is, for me, it was a great release from school. It was a way to kind of get away from that stuff and get in the tractor or, you know, do chores. And, and uh, you know, it's just another thing that I really enjoyed. And um, so, yeah, right, right now, you know, after, you know, we rented some land, I, I farmed my mom's 180 acres um, here in town and my mother-in-law's 63 acres up by Little Rock. So mm. I farm about 240 acres now, so I'm, I'm still kind of busy with that, but I, I don't have any livestock anymore. So just enough to keep you busy too, though. Yeah. Yeah. But you're right. It almost becomes, we need that. We need that place where we can go relax or kind of just let our mind wander or think through some things as we're doing something we really like to do. Uh, which for you is probably getting on that tractor and getting out in, in the dirt and, and uh, doing that. So I, I think that's, that's great. You know, there's something about it, you know, and anybody who's growing up in farming just kind of understands it's just one of those things that's ingrained to you. Um, it's the smell. <laughs> People don't understand that, but you know, the smell of the fresh dirt in the fall, it's the smell of the corn that you're harvesting. And I don't enjoy the bean dust so much, but <laughs> that can be kind of choking, but it's, it's just one of those things I like to do. And I like to do carpentry work as well. I've remodeled my three kids' kitchens and either a bathroom or a bedroom. And it's, it's just kind of fun just getting away from you know, the school things and be able to do those type of crafts. Right. Yeah. You know, I, it's interesting. We uh, <clears throat> last week had Jim Struvon from Vinton Shellsburg, a Northeast Iowa AD of the year. And he too was a Vinton graduate stayed home. And uh, so the question we kind of asked to him, I'll ask you as well. And what are some of the challenges or things you found out really early, or maybe you still continue? You've been there so long now, you're ingrained in the community and always were, but um, going back to your hometown to work and then supervising and and being in charge, um, what are some of the things you've learned through that role being back home? Well, when I first started coaching, I actually had my brother, um, you know, on the team, on the JV team at that time. And that probably was a little challenging not having gone through something like that. Um, but, you know, we worked, we worked through it and that, that was fine. But I think as far as AD, um, things that I've learned, you know, you still know a lot of people and you still have those contacts, but I really think you have to be organized. You you have to, you can't be doing things at the last minute. You know, we hire basketball officials three, four years out into the future. And um, I've only had it once. I send out weekly reminders and I've only had it once where somebody said, well, I've got a different game. And luckily I had a contract signed. So it was up to them to find the game. But those are really scary, terrifying moments. I mean, we still had about five days to find somebody, but um, those, those are the kind of things you don't want to go through. Uh, every week, but um, yeah, you know, it, it's 
you know, growing up in the community, there's advantages and disadvantages. I think advantages, you know, a lot of people, you know, a lot of contacts, you know, you, you kind of have that um, community to, to share with. Uh, if you're a new coach coming in and you know, we kind of had a situation like this where you don't have that, that uh, family group, um, you don't have a lot of the contacts and you, uh, it's just the support. And uh, sometimes that can be tough. And, and I think you have to try to, you know, help them out with that as well. So. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's funny you say those things because that's basically what Jim said. And uh, that's the first thing he said, you know, just, you got to do your job and you got to be organized. And maybe you just, because it's your hometown. I, I think that's why I love hiring coaches who are graduates of a high school where I'm at, if you can, uh, because they've got that little extra heartbeat. And I think yeah. for you being in Boyden Hall, being a, a uh, being from there, you've got that extra, extra heartbeat for Boyden Hall and the communities and, uh, knowing the kind of man that you are, the people know that too. And so um, probably such a great fit. Well, you know, you still have that pride in your school and, and, and you can go anywhere and have that same pride and uh, you develop that. But um, I guess one of the big things we had been to state basketball in 91 and um, you know, I played, you know, a little bit in college. I wasn't, I was too uh, slow to be a guard and not big enough to be a post. And so, you know, got very little time, but it still had that success in Northwestern that, you know, I can still remember I, I put that in my letter of application that I want to bring that same type of success back to Boyden Hall. And um, we, we've been, we've been fortunate. We've had kids that have bought into the program. Mm -hmm. um, they know what we do. Uh, we've had, um, you know, in my tenure, I've had four coaches in my 43 years. Mm -hmm. And the last one, you know, right now is Bill Francis. Before that was Paul Walton. And, you know, Paul really got things going and kids bought into it. And Bill had the same type of philosophy when he came from Twin Rivers. And uh, it's just, it's been a lot of fun. We'd, it's just fun yeah. watching kids grow mature. So how many kids you got back this year? We will have, off last year's team that played, we have uh, Tanner Tesla coming back. He's a uh, UNI recruit and uh, offered at a number of different colleges. Uh, we have another really good shooting guard. We have some good shooters coming off our JV team. So we ha have uh, four kids probably that have seen some time off last year's state championship team. Mm -hmm. So uh, we just hope to build off that, but there's some awful good teams in the area. Uh, well, Valley would be awful good. In, if you in make it to Western Des Moines Christian. through Northwest Iowa, you have earned oh. it and you're yes, ready to you play have. when you get there. That's for yeah. sure. What, yeah. What is it about? What what is it about boys basketball up there and that's in that section? I mean, it is um it's like a mini Indiana. I mean, it's just like that's just that's what they grew up to do. I mean, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, we we have a lot of um AAU type things going on, a lot of tournaments these kids can go to. Um and I know a bigger uh, city like Des Moines and so forth have the same thing, but you know, a lot of kids will go to Sioux Falls, uh, you know, try to get on some of these teams and, and uh, grow, but they take it seriously. This group of juniors that we have started out when they were in second grade going to Sioux Falls and mom took them up there and uh, um, just Brad Van Ruckel has worked with them and just challenged them in different things. Before they could leave practice, they'd have to make five three-pointers. And then as they got older, pretty soon it's got to be, all right, you got to make seven out of 10 before you can leave practice, that type of thing. And, and um it, but it's just all the kids. I mean, they all take pride in what they're doing, and the competition's 
you know, pretty good. And if you want to compete, you have to work at it. And they yeah. put a lot of work in the off season. And it's not just us, it's everybody. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Good stuff. So, um, so Jeff, you talked a little bit, and uh, you touched on some things you've learned. You, you touched on the, the organized part, but um, you know, one of our primary goals as we set out on this, this journey we call Beyond the Bench was to um, maybe reach out to younger ADs and, and just get a chance to, to give them tools uh, to, to help them get going and get established in it. So what are some things that you've learned um, through your 10 years in AD and your experiences in AD that we can pass on and you can highlight that have made uh, – made your journey successful and made your journey enjoyable as an AD uh, there at Boyden Hall. Yeah. One, one thing I learned from Denny is that you do have to be organized and, and that's fine. I, I like that part of it. That's probably my most favorite part of it. Um, but communication is another just huge area. Um, don't assume people know everything and know what you're thinking. Um, I've had, a, that's one of the things I really had to learn to do the most, I think is, is uh, be a listener, you know, we had kind of a difficult person who would just kind of, I want to say explode them, you know, get really not carried away, but get excited right away. And if you respond in the same way, it only got worse and, and did not lead to good things. So I learned to be a better listener and then try to communicate back with them and, and not be argumentative, but um, just trying to reach out and, and um, diffuse the situation. Uh, maybe they didn't quite understand things from the administration side, uh, how things are being run. So um, that probably was one of the big things is, is uh, the communication part. It, it's, you have to communicate, but you have to be a good listener as well, because they're trying to tell you something, uh, something's bothering them. So let's, let's get at it. Let's try to find out what's going on because really, you know, whether you're communicating with your coaches, whether you're, whether you're communicating with other ADs from your conference or from area schools, we're all trying to do the same thing. We're trying to do what's best for kids. And I think if you have that in mind, you'll understand better as well some of the decisions that are being made, that it, it's not about this school, that school. It's all right, what's good for all the kids. So I guess that'd be my, my biggest areas. And, you know, be organized, but be a good communicator and listener. I really like, Is that, I really like that ahead. comment about um, don't assume people know what you're thinking. Hmm. Um, that's, that's important because we think, we just think everybody thinks like we do, I think, whether it's our public address announcer, well, why wouldn't they say that? Well, because I didn't tell them to say that, you know, <laughs> uh, and it's just little things like that. And I had that happen at a football game this year. I, I got frustrated with the announcer because he didn't say something. Well, I didn't tell him to say it. So, yeah. Um, well, and, yeah, how many times do you catch yourself forgetting that this this might be you know, uh, this is probably your 200th basketball game you've managed, or it's, you know, it's your hundredth football game, or it's your 50th soccer game you've managed. And, and you've got somebody there who it's their first or second, or it's their first year doing something. But you just, you make that assumption that, well, hasn't everybody managed 200 basketball games in their career? Why aren't they just doing it? Right. Um, we get to communicate and be clear and, and, and intentional with what we're doing. Um, Jeff, I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to follow up on being a, a better listener because one, it's someplace I struggle sometimes. I, it might be hard for those that know me to, to hear me say that. Um, is that something that comes naturally for you? Or is that something you had to be intentional in improving and working on? No, I, I had to work at it. It was, um, I just think from the experience, you found out that 
um, there's something more going on. And I wasn't probably willing to listen to that at first, um, but just found out things just fell into place better when you listen to them and found out what, what are their frustrations? What are they dealing with? Maybe it's something that we have no idea what, you know, of, of what's going on. And, and um, I had, that's one thing I, I had to uh, just work at. And, uh, you know, it took me a while. I mean, I, to figure it out, you know, nobody, <laughs> nobody said, Hey, this is what you have to do. So <laughs> you kind of learn on the fly. It's, yeah. it's kind of like my old combine breaks down. I try to fix it myself and, and you, know, you try to, to learn from the experience of taking it apart. So you, just kind of break things down and learn that I would have found out a lot more if I would have just listened to what they're trying to tell me, yeah. even though they were trying to, I don't want to say be argumentative or, you know, frustrated with what was going on. I didn't listen to that. I, I probably barked back at them too quick, yeah. you know, I agree. I just, I just want to get your perspective on that. I think one of the things we oftentimes do as ADs is we, we, um, cause what you're talking about there is absolutely right. It takes time. I think a lot of times we're in a hurry um, and we want to do things in a hurry and move on and rather than, than listen for the why. Um, so great point uh, on that. So thank you. Yeah. You know, it's not only listening to your coaches, but I think sitting at an AD meeting and you have all ages of ADs in there. And I think sometimes we have to listen to what the other ADs, the younger ones are seeing because they're coming from that younger generation. Um, you know, maybe we have to make some adjustments as, older ads and and uh you know i, I just think it, it came down to listening to those type of things as well mm-hmm. yeah jeff what this is a two-part question and you can take whichever part you want and uh <laughs> aaron stecker developed this question because right, he added the second part and so i will follow his lead because he asked the way he asked it is very well so two parts. Number one, what is something you do very well? And then second question is, what is something you want to try and improve on as you continue on this AD journey? Well, I think something that personally I do well is, you know, get the organizational part down because I'm not one that, you know, not that I was getting nervous today, but I'm thinking at three o'clock, I've got to have everything be ready to go at six o'clock and I can't be doing anything else. I could just have to sit and wait. I, I like to have things ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to know that the gym is set up for a volleyball game, you know, before school gets out because then, you know, I know I have had enough time if something goes wrong and things do go wrong. So I, I think the organizational part is, is something I, I enjoy. I think one of the things that I continue to work on is uh, evaluating coaches. I'm not, um, a very confrontational type person um, is probably one of the hardest conversations you have to have. I think with, with, uh, you know, coaches, you know, you, you want them to um, get better. So you have to learn how to be constructive so that they want to grow and not, you know, knock them down. And, you know, it's, that, that's, that's something I still um, struggle with. Um, I'm trying to grow with it. I've, I've taken some of those, uh, leadership classes uh, that we've had, you know, through the athletic association or the ADM um, association and just trying to be able to communicate better with uh, coaching staffs and um, staying positive, being constructive. Um, you're not trying to tear them down. You don't want them to leave. You want them to get better because it's going to make your kids better. You know, that type of thing. That's, that's one of the things I had to learn. Yeah. It's, it's such a, 
it's a, it's a hard thing to do. Um, and, uh, I, I, I agree with you, Jeff. It's something I think we have to keep getting better at, but it, it's so hard because one, you've probably got great relationships with them. And, and it's always hard sometimes just to be talking with a friend and to set that aside for a second and say, Hey, so let's talk about something that we really got to work on. Um, is nerve wracking. Um, I absolutely agree with you there. So, um, great point. And I'm glad that's something you want to keep working on getting better at because it's something we all need to, to keep doing. I want to, I'll go back to, to, uh, your organized comment and my wife quits asking me now, but it, you know, early on, it was like, why do you have to be at a football game two and a half hours before kickoff? <laughs> why are you at the gym an hour and a half before anybody even shows up? Uh, because I want to make sure everything works twice. I'm getting the phone call what are you doing there yet? <laughs> I'm locking up the gym. I'm cleaning up the locker room. And, you know, you're, but you know, I, I told her a couple times, why don't you just stick around and, and uh, watch what I have to do afterwards. <laughs> Maybe you can stick around and help. <laughs> right. But yeah. you know, that, that is, that, and, and she has become way more understanding. It's just one of those things that, you know, you have to do. And, and uh, you know, we can't do this job without their support either. So for sure. For sure. Yeah. So, so Todd, there's something I want to hear how this goes for you. Now I'm taking Jeff's advice here. Next time Deb's giving me that call saying, Hey, you coming home soon? Hey, I want to see, try this. Deb, why don't you come on up and you can help me out. We can have some quality time up here, putting chairs away and scoring tables away. I want to, I want to know how that conversation goes. It's usually, well, if I didn't have, this is us recorded or something like that, some show that she's watching, uh, you know, she'd be right there, but um, she stays plenty busy. Um, I know she does. But I you're know. right. Uh, she really doesn't ask anymore. Uh, again, it's just, you're right, Jeff. It's just, yeah. they keep they it warm, they keep the plates warm, or they they make supper at 8 o'clock when they would like to eat at 6, uh, just so it's a little bit warm. So, man, we're <laughs> blessed with, with great wives. Oh, we are. Yeah. Yeah. We are. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Um, this is probably one of my favorite questions. Uh, we asked this of all of our guests that we've had on the show here in the first two years have been doing this. Um, and I think it's probably one of those things we learn uh, some of the most from. Uh, but Jeff, if you could go back now, knowing what you know uh, and, and what you've learned along the way, what would you go back and tell a young Jeff Maine, knowing what you know now, what advice would you give yourself if you could go back in time? Oh, man. Um, you know, I, I think basically I would tell myself, don't worry about the things that are out of your control. You know, sometimes you can worry about those things and, and, um, they can drive you ragged. Um, it might be, you know, from the very start, you know, little things that, uh, you know, happen in school, happen with a student, happen with a coach, um, you can, I mean, you can work through them, but at the moment you don't have a lot of control about that. And, and don't let that drive you. Don't, don't um, let that frustrate you. I think that's maybe why some ADs aren't in it very long because they just get frustrated with those things and leave. But just don't worry about the things that are out of your control and learn to enjoy each and every day. I, you know, that, that's, I guess, the philosophy that I have. And, and uh, I, I love going to school. <laughs> I'm getting close to retirement and uh, I still enjoyed it. I, I could have retired a number of years ago with Ipers and 
gosh, I just, you know, it's just one of those things being around the kids that, um, learn, learn to enjoy, you know, um, if you're a young AD out there, enjoy the, the, the relationships that you have with your staff and with your kids. Um, it's just unbelievable. Hmm. Do you have a trick you can share or do you have something like a technique like when all of a sudden you feel yourself getting anxious about something that you know you've got no control over? Have you learned a... You know, I, I don't know that, it, that I have, but I, I just... It, it's kind of funny. You talk to old basketball players, you know, that kids that I've had in JV, and uh, they'll see me work a, a, a JV game or coaching a JV game, and they'll say, God, you don't get near as upset as what you used to. <laughs> you know, you, you used to get on us pretty hard and yell at us. And, and I guess I've learned it just doesn't do any good. Um, you can get the same comps from it. And maybe watching Tony Dungy has, has been a part of that. You know, never yelled at his players and, and uh, still wins the Super Bowl. I mean, you can still get respect from the kids that I'll have to be that way. And I'm, I'm not saying I don't, you know, gnaw on them, gnaw on them once in a while. But I, I think um, – and the AB, AD part of it too, you just um, have to learn to enjoy. And I think that's one of the things that I've done is, is uh, it doesn't do any good. Just, you know, be a little more relaxed and enjoy the dip, enjoy the moment. Great, great advice. And you're right, Jeff. That I, I think, I think you and I are in the same era and we're both approaching that retirement type age or, you know, that part of our life. And I think what I've done probably the last few years is what I hear you saying. I've just learned to enjoy it. And yeah, you still have some of the same frustrations, but I find myself enjoying moments a lot more than I used to. So I was worried about the next moment. And now I just try to celebrate those and just really enjoy them. Um, and I think that's, what's made the job a lot easier. Um, a lot more enjoyable, I guess, too. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I've got a, a, an accounting class right now of in 43 years, I've never had all one gender, but I've got, you know, all females in here this time. And you just got to sit back and enjoy I mean, listen to the conversation sometimes of what they're, <laughs> they're talking about. And, and it's, they probably wouldn't say that if there's boys in the room, but it's, you just got to enjoy that kind of stuff. And it's, I mean, it's nothing bad, but I mean, it's just fun listening to, you know, go back and forth and mm -hmm. talk about different things. Yeah. I will add one more quote because when you said that about not letting people, you know, frustrate you or I, it's a cool, I don't know if it's Dabo Sweeney or who uh, you guys have probably heard it is that don't let people, um, you're not going to take advice from, don't take criticism from somebody you wouldn't take advice from. And so, you know, if people get critical, don't let it bother you because you're not going to take advice from them either. Um, so uh, that's all they got to offer is criticism. They don't have advice to offer anyway. That's good. Yeah. Final question, Jeff, that we, we ask again, uh, the two questions we ask, this is the second one. It's, it comes from that 3d coaching model. Uh, but we always, Again, we learn so much from people about this, but what is your why? Uh, you said you love going to school, but what's your why? What gets you going when your feet hit the floor? You're excited to go. What is that? What's the why? You know, I, 
I just think it's the, I really enjoy what I do. I, I don't consider it work. I don't consider it a job. I just, you know, I, I guess I think of the movie, um, the rookie where Jim Moore struggles being away from his family and, um, doesn't know if he's doing the right thing. And then he goes in the outfield fence and watches a little league game and, and things kind of hit close to home. And, and, uh, he comes back the next day with a big smile on his face. And he, he tells one of the younger baseball players, we get to play baseball today. You know, I get, get to go to school and be around these, these kids that just make you feel young. I mean, I can't imagine retirement. You know, we kind of found that out with COVID last year where you get a, you're sitting at home and you don't dare go out because they tell you not to go out and, you know, you get to be around kids and and some kids act up and, you know, kids are kids. I mean, you you, kind of have to work through that. And, um, I, I just think it was one of those things that I just really enjoy getting up and I I don't have any problem getting up and taking a shower and getting something to eat and go to school. I, I I really don't. And, you know, even though retirement's looking close, I, that's probably one of the things I'm going to struggle with the most is, you know, yeah, living on an acreage and farm and I'll always have something to piddle with. Um, it's not that, and I'll, I'll look forward to that too, but hopefully I'll get called back to uh sub once in a while. And you just build some really good relationships with kids. We, we've, I've been so fortunate in, in uh, basketball with our great coaching staff and, and two of those great leaders. My gosh, my time I've been to 17 boy state tournaments and 17 since 1987 and uh, winning four state championships and watching their faces and watching our girls the other night, you know, um, win that regional final. Um, if you can't find joy in that, then you're not in the right profession. You got, you got to find something else that makes you happy. And, and I guess that's just what, how I feel. It just, it's a joy to go to work. It's joy. And I don't consider it work. Um, we get to be with young people every day and they make you feel young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. Well, thank you for sharing that, Jeff. And, yes. Um, again, I think it's about perspective. Um, they do. It's, it's just so much fun to be around them. And like I kind of said earlier, they, they will do things that sometimes we don't expect them to do, but they continually do the right thing. And the ones that don't usually just need a little help. And a little prodding, and whatever that looks like. Um, but it's funny; those kids sometimes, when you get to talk to them, they just they want to do the right thing. They just don't know how sometimes. Well, and I think if you can talk to them and say, "All right, here's your choice: you can go this route or this route. What do you choose?" and really lay it on them, you know, hopefully they'll see. You know, that's going to be a little bit easier for me than taking the more difficult path. And I think if you can just talk to kids that way. You know, show them the options, your choice. Mm-hmm. You choose which route you want to go. And most of the time, they're going to choose the right way. Yeah. Um, what a great lesson in ownership there, right there. Hey, look, I'm, I'm going to hold you accountable to, to your choice, but you get to make it. Um, and, and what a great lesson you can teach of, of, of ownership and accountability there. I like that line. Mm-hmm. So, I love that scene. What's that, Aaron? As I was say, I love that scene in the uh, from the rookie as well when he comes walking up behind Brooksy and says, "We get to play baseball," you know. If, yeah. if, uh, we should all try to to approach our days that way. Right? We yeah. get to go today. Yeah, um, we get to go do that. Privilege. Yeah. Well, Jeff, again, I want to thank you for being with us uh, with Aaron and I, and 
and uh, I can see uh, your leadership style, why you are received the honor that you did, the Northwest Iowa AD of the Year. Absolutely. Um, I think you're you're a, a real plus. Boyden Hall, obviously, a great success, and um, it, it, your leadership, I think, is evident, and your your hand, that steady hand, I would you I would just describe you as having a steady hand, a steady, not letting get upset, and I'm sure that that I know that goes down to your coaches and your kids. So, oh, congratulations, yeah. and uh, man, many more years, uh, whatever that looks like. But uh, <laughs> it won't be 43. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the folks up there will be lucky to have it for as long as you, as as they can. Um, yeah. What what Todd's saying? Congratulations on it, a great honor, and and I just I'm seeing that. I, I want to just jump on what Todd said there. Just what a blessing for your, for that community to have somebody like you who just is. My read on you is um, it doesn't matter what gets thrown at us today. We'll be fine, and we'll get through it, and we'll be better on the other side of it. And I feel like you've just probably been that rock for that community and your teams for for a lot of years. So thanks for that. All right. Well, thank you for your time. Appreciate it. You bet. I'm going to close out here, um, and it kind of just it goes into that thought, too. It, I came across it about an hour ago on Twitter, and it's from Hannah Huseman. Uh, she is a mental performance coach, and this was her tweet. She said, people often ask me, how are you always so positive? When the question they should be asking is, how are you able to see the good amongst the bad? So it's not about seeing fake positives. It's about choosing different lenses. Hmm. Just like the way that looked. I'll say it again. They ask, how are you always so positive? When they should ask, how are you able to see the good amongst all the bad? So it's not about being fake and trying to be positive all the time. It's about the lens that we see things with. So, um, this week, just think about that lens and uh, don't make it a fake positive, but just think about the lens that you look stuff with and let that trickle down into your coaches and your kids as well. Uh, so, Jeff, thank you for modeling that, Boyden Hall, for so many years. Uh, good luck this week in state volleyball, uh, state football this Friday. Aaron, good luck in state uh, football this Friday down southeast. Thank you. And, uh, we look forward to being together again next week, Aaron. We'll see you. See you then. Absolutely. So, you bet. Jeff, good luck in the basketball yeah. season as well. And I know you'll have a lot of great competition, and we'll probably see you down in Des Moines. So, Aaron, go enjoy your daughter. I will. I will. Thanks, Todd. Hey, and uh, T-minus seven days, you got your first two weeks of practice planned out already there, Coach Gordon? Or uh, I've got the first three days laid out. i got my right. plan ready for what I'm putting in when and – um, after the first day, I'll have to adjust it all. So, uh, <laughs> but the first day is pretty set. We're ready to go. So, all thank right. you, uh, Jeff. Yeah. Take care. Thanks, Aaron. Take care, and thanks everyone for listening. And be blessed, everyone.